welcome to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Kitchens. I'm a plant-based registered dietitian and virtual nutrition mentor. I was raised on an Angus cattle farm, grew up with a lot of GI issues, and used the power of plant-based eating to promote healing. Here, you'll find inspiration, ideas, and encouragement for your own plant-based journey. I'm so thrilled you're here today. Let's get started. Hi, I'm so excited you are here today. I'm here with Katie, who is actually a former client of mine. We started working together in 2019, and now she's part of the Plant Center Nutrition team. So I can't wait to talk to her. She is actually, so she's plant-based, y'all, and she's living out of a van, traveling the country. So she'll talk a little bit more about that, which I'm so excited to hear about. So welcome, Katie. Hello, hello. I am so excited to be here. Yeah, can't so, wait to talk to you. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about first, like what life is like traveling the country, being plant-based, living out of your van with your two sweet dogs. We'd love to hear more about that. Oh my gosh. Life is bananas. Uh, right now it's a little, uh, it's a little strange. It's a little unconventional. And in all honesty, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Perfect. Probably in the past few years, since I first met Ashley, um, my life's been gone. I've gone through some pretty big changes. So I've gone through a divorce. I have changed careers. I have moved several times. I think all those things are on like the top five most stressful things you can go through in, in a lifetime and throw in a you know, global pandemic. And, you know, we got a recipe for, <laughs> for lots of exciting life. I had this itch to kind of get out and do something a little bit crazy. And so that's what I did. I bought a van, my friend fixed it up. I have a sink and a bed and a toilet. And um, <laughs> me and my dog started in November of 2020 and we haven't all murdered each other yet. <laughs> so it's a success so far uh, in that respect. So if you hear them whining slash barking, I will feed them. And that's what I'm doing because I'm not giving them attention right now. So. <laughs> but it's been a blast. Yeah. I've seen some really incredible things. I'm considering myself really, really lucky. Yeah. You're doing it, which is so exciting. I know that you were kind of thinking about yeah. this for a little while. And all of a sudden you're like, you owned it and you just started, <laughs> you went for it. Which is exciting. Sometimes you just have to like take that leap and I'll probably talk about this a little bit later, but sometimes yeah. you just get paralyzed with planning and sometimes you just have to kind of just take that first action step and that gets the ball rolling. And so super excited. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. So speaking of leaps, Katie, take us yes. back to kind of <laughs> what started this like interest in plant-based eating, like kind of what was going on with you that really kind of inspired you to maybe make some changes in your life. Absolutely. A little bit of backstory. When I was a kid, my mom always said I was kind of born in the wrong decade. I should have been born like in the sixties. I've always been kind of like peace and love flower child. So I've dabbled in the vegetarianism for several points in my childhood. And um, probably about 11 years ago, I went full vegetarian. I lived in a hippie uh, kind of I call it granola atmosphere in Athens, Georgia. They're very like 
hip and cool. And uh, a lot of my friends were vegetarian or vegan, and it was very vegetarian friendly. No one looked at you like you had three heads when you said you were vegetarian or vegan. So it made going vegetarian very easy. But I quickly moved back to North Carolina and then it was, okay, you're weird. Yeah, a little different. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. But I like to say I was not a healthy vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination. I think the there was very few vegetables in my diet. There was a lot of bread. There was a lot of ice cream. There was a lot of pizza. There was a lot of cheese. I used to pat myself on the back uh, because I didn't eat meat, but I was still feeling really yucky and not taking care of myself. So I always like to put that caveat in, even though I've been a vegetarian for 11 years and it was a <laughs> breaditarian. <laughs> when I really thought about becoming full vegan. I did it myself the first time. I lost about 70 pounds, maybe about six years ago. Felt fantastic. Went to a party or something too. I was too hungry and they had like a cheese board. I hadn't eaten all day. And so I dabbled in some cheese and I just fell off the wagon hard. I then switched to kind of like a really stressful job where I was working way too much and not making myself a priority, really bad eating habits and gained all that weight back plus some. It was not pretty. And so one day I just woke up and I was just, like they say, I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I was like, I can't do this by myself. I think that was kind of like an eye-opening moment. I had a lot of these moments on Sunday where I would be like, okay, Monday I'm starting. Right. And then something would happen and it'd be like nine o'clock. Oh, I don't feel like going to the grocery store and getting ready, you know, and then I'd have a stressful day on Monday. Okay. I'll start next Monday. And then you go through this like shame spiral. Why couldn't you just do what you said you were going to do? And then you eat more. And then it's this, just this vicious cycle, you know, one day I, I literally remember the day I just woke up and I was like, I can't do this by myself. And I am so tired of living the way that I'm living. I feel horrible. I have no life because I just want to hide at home. And it's not a life. I'm not Mm. living. I'm going to work and I'm coming home and I'm cranky and I'm embarrassed about what I look like and how I've let myself get to this point. And I finally just decided that I needed to get help. And someone, someone beautiful and wonderful came into my life. (laughs) I wonder who that could be. (laughs) And I can't remember if I called you or if I sent you an email, but I knew the first time that we talked that it was going to be we were going to make a great team. And I knew that this was the first step to change my life for Mm -hmm. sure. Well, and I know a large part of your story because a lot of what you're talking about is sort of these like external motivators of losing weight, you know, wanting to look better. But I know that you have done a lot of inner work you know, in the past few years, especially, and, 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 uh, while we were working together as well. So I'm curious because I know a lot of people can relate to this as they look at maybe going plant-based or, um, the food that they're eating kind of more from an external factor of like, I, or a, kind of a single mind is like, I just, I just want to lose weight. Tell me more about kind of what shifted internally for you and what sort of changes that you notice, maybe approaching it from a different perspective. Absolutely. And I was just, I literally called you because I thought you were going to, I thought I was, you were going to do 
all the work for me and you were going to tell me exactly what to eat and I wouldn't have to think about anything and it was going to be easy peasy and that was it and I think the first four phone calls I was just crying the whole time (laughs) Um, because we didn't actually we did talk about food and what was going to change in that respect but a lot of what we talked about was and you were able to pull this out of me was I had a long history of self-esteem issues. I've been doing a lot of work kind of like where that stems from. And I think as women, I've been doing a lot of uh, kind of internal work on kind of how we're socialized. And I was a firstborn. I think you learn to be a people pleaser. You learn to be quiet and polite and maybe not trust yourself, maybe not think that, you know, your voice is as important as the boys' voices in the classroom. I've always had issues with, you know, self-worth and self-esteem, and I didn't really have a weight issue. I look back when I was in high school and I thought I had a weight issue. I looked at myself in the mirror and hated what I saw. Looking back at pictures, I was beautiful and I wish I had appreciated it at the time. You live, you live and you learn. So the majority of the work that we did and that I've been doing because it's a continual process is to really change how I feel about myself. And I think for my journey, that was the most important piece of the puzzle because I was using food as a way to self-soothe that self-loathing at the end of the day, at the end of a hard, stressful day that we all go through. And then also as kind of a self-destructive behavior where you go and you order fast food or you eat a whole pizza or a whole thing of ice cream just to, because you're, you don't think that you're worth taking the time for to be healthy for because everybody comes before you. I've also been in customer service since I was about 16. So I'm kind of conditioned in the workplace to put everybody and serve everybody uh, before me. So those two combinations of just kind of socialization and conditioning with that low self-esteem, I really had to learn how to love myself again and fall in love with myself again, um, which was a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. We talked a lot about inner dialogue, like your inner self, like how you speak to yourself. I think I remember us working together one time and you asking me to say out loud what I was thinking inside. Mm -hmm. And it was so disgusting and ugly. Like I didn't even want to say it with my words to another person. Uh, And that's how I was speaking to myself multiple times a day, every day for the last 20 years, you know? And so that was really hard habit to break. But once that started to change where I really started to forgive myself for a lot of things and really realize that I don't have to be perfect at everything (laughs) Um, was a major turning point. So I think I was also kind of cursed with this. And I think a lot of us women are, is the need to be perfect. And I think in uh, the social media age where comparison 
is something that we're all having to deal with on a minute to minute basis is really challenging as a woman. The expectations to be the best coworker and the best friend and the best hostess and the best wife and the best sister and the best mother. I don't have that um, issue, but I know a lot of my friends do. It's just a lot of pressure. And I was kind of stuck in this vicious cycle where if I wasn't perfect at something, then I would quit. It was, it was a real turning point when I kind of faced myself in the mirror and working with you discovered that perfection is an illusion. It's, you know, no one is perfect. So it's a race that you're always going to fail. You're literally setting yourself up for failure if perfection is your goal. It really was about learning to love myself, forgiving myself, and changing that inner dialogue has really reshaped my entire life. And that part of my journey was the most important piece. I had to be able to conquer that in order to function in the other parts of my life, in order to actually live my life. So I can't thank you enough for helping me get to this point. I'm still a work in progress. We all are. We all are. Absolutely. So it sounds like a lot of that inner work that you did on your relationship with yourself and your journey really had a large impact eventually on your relationship with food and eating and kind of your perspective and outlook there. Absolutely. So I had a really difficult relationship with food that probably started around college where I started to use it to kind of cope with stress. And as teenagers, as you know, in America, that's not a focus. We're not taught how to deal with stressful situations and conflict and things like that. And so I, you know, some people use all different forms of ways to cope and I just chose food. And so it started and then eventually became a habit. And then those habits are hard to get rid of. Started in college and eventually became uh, one of those bad habits that was hard to break. When I'm thinking about food now, I'm really looking at it as a way to fuel my body, a way to nourish my body. I am going to be 40 this year. (laughs) So we started, we started to work together uh, about two years ago. So that 40 number was coming around the corner and now it is knocking. Now that I have that self-worth, I want to be a around long. I have lots of goals that I want to achieve. I have lots of things that I want to do and things I want to see and experience. And when you don't love yourself, you don't want to do any of that. You do, you just want to hide. And the fact that I can use food now, that relationship is much more healthier. And I have so much healthier habits to take with me through the world. I'm excited about those things to come. I'm not worried about 40. I feel fantastic when I wake up in the morning. I don't have to worry about, am I going to have a stomachache today? I have no energy. I just want to go back to bed. And that's not every day. I have good and bad days, just like everyone else. The relationship with food and how it allows me the privilege to kind of walk through this life being excited instead of sluggish and irritable you know it's just a whole different life when I look back on my life a few years ago it's it's hard to imagine and no wonder it was 
hard to get up in the morning because you don't feel good. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this plant-based lifestyle, it works for me and it's changed my life completely for the better, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. I know so many listeners can relate to your story for people who are listening to this, Katie, and they're sort of in a similar situation that you are like, if you could go back and kind of give yourself a piece of information and like, just just gently say something to yourself for people who might be in that position of where you were, what would, what would you say? I think the first step's always the hardest setting yourself up for success with an easy first step. So if it's a phone call to a friend saying, Hey, I'm going to do this. Do you want to go to the store with me? Is it taking a vegan cooking class? Calling someone like Ashley, a nutritionist who knows what they're doing, who can um, help you with your goals, calling a therapist and talking about that self-love and getting over that hurdle. I think the first step is the hardest. And once you get over that, it's so much easier. It's just that first step is the hardest for sure. So I'd say that in conjunction with once you're started and you feel discouraged, remember that failure is part of progress. Mm. It is part of progress. So if you don't fail, your progress is not complete. So know that it's an expected stepping stone that you're going to experience. You're going to order something in a restaurant if it's and you're trying to go plant-based and you eat the whole thing and all of a sudden the waiter tells you, oh yeah, that had meat protein in it or something, you know, or just like I did a few years ago, I go to a party, you're starving, you didn't prep. That doesn't give you the excuse to quit completely. You're not a failure at your entire life because you had to slip up a little bit. Um, failure is part of the progress. So learn from that slip up and then tomorrow's a new day. Just like a lot of habit forming books and things like that, just take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Those little baby steps, those little digestible goals really make your journey a lot easier and it doesn't seem impossible. So hopefully that will help some yeah. people out there. That's beautiful. <laughs> and I, I completely agree. Failure is absolutely, it's necessary for growth. It's necessary to progress. It's an absolute necessary part of the process. Like it's not something to be feared. And you're right. If you can kind of take it as failure is a learning lesson, then you're going to be so much better off, you know, as you start dreaming and creating goals, those types of things. So I think that's, that's absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. I definitely want to leave it open to, you know, if there's any last words that you want to say, please say them. And then too, if someone wants to maybe connect with you on social media, the best place for them to go. Um, we would love to hear that as well. I will talk to anybody about anything. So probably the best place to reach me. I'm just a normal person. Um, I'm posting my van life journey on Instagram. It's just my name, Katie Selvey, S-E-L-V-E-Y on Instagram. That's my handle. So if you have questions about going plant-based or working with a nutritionist or van life or um, self-love or dogs, (laughs) (laughs) all the things. I'll talk about any of that stuff. I think just if I had any last words, it would just be, don't be afraid to take that first step. If I could go back and give myself some advice, it'd be do it sooner. (laughs) So I wish I hadn't waited till my late thirties to kind of make these changes. I wish I had come out of college with these healthy habits and that's all they are. Behavior is just 
habits. And so it doesn't define you. It doesn't make you a bad person. Um, you just have to make some changes and it's going to be, it's not going to be easy every day, but once you get past those hurdles, oh my gosh, life is so much better. You really don't understand how bad you're feeling until you start to feel good. And so the good feels so good. So I just want to stress that to people. I'm just a normal person. Stresses, I feel like my life is completely better for it. So if I can do it, you can do it. Amen to that. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. And thank you. I definitely go check out Katie, her van life stories, videos, posts are amazing. So she's traveling all over the U S and it's been just a blast to watch you. So give her a follow, give her a shout out. And if you have any questions from her, definitely don't hesitate to reach out. All right, y'all. Well, thank you so much for being here, Katie. Again, thank you for being here. Talk to you later. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Plant-Centered and Thriving Podcast today. If you found this episode inspiring, please share it with a friend or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally say thank you. Until next time, keep thriving.